Okay, so we left off the last one basically talking about the small intestine, how it's 22 foot long and essentially extracts all the vitamins and nutrients and proteins and fats and sugars and all that good stuff and puts it into the blood. Now, again, not going to mention anything about the liver, gallbladder, appendix or the pancreas or any of that jazz because I don't know enough about them to even mention them. That's being perfectly honest. So maybe another time. But anyway, so after the small intestine, it's onto the large intestine, okay? Now, the large intestine basically receives what the body can't absorb, okay? So it's it's essentially waste, okay? And as well as the colon, between it and the colon, it extracts the last of what it can extract out of it. The colon takes the last of the water out of it, pushing the unwanted food and other things. I think, now, so one thing that I didn't mention is why poo is brown. Okay, so poo is essentially brown for the same reason that if you get a blood stain on a bed sheet, it might be red as it happens, but over time it goes brown. That's because I think blood does it oxidize. Two sex. Well, I'm impressed with myself with that one. It fucking does too. So oxygenated blood is bright red. Deoxygenated, for want of a better term, deoxygenated blood is kind of bluey purpley. So that's why when you look at your hands or not your hands, when you look at your wrists, or maybe the back of your hands, which your wrists are probably the best example, or anywhere in your body where you can see your veins. The bluey veins, they're the that's the veins that have blood in it that has already been used up. So that those veins are on their way back to the lungs, presumably, to get oxygenated. Yeah, maybe forget I said that bit. I'm not entirely sure about that bit. But the oxygenation bit, I was right. So blood that's in your body that's full of oxygen, bright red, when its oxygen levels have become depleted through use, basically, when they've been used by the body, they turn kind of bluey, purpley. But when oxygenated blood or the blue blood dries, it, be- it, it gets oxidized. So it's exactly the same reason why steel goes from like a shiny silver to a rusty brown it oxidizes and blood does the exact same thing so that's why a blood stain although it might be red when it's made becomes brown with time and blood does the same on the inside of your body so when your blood cells die which they do all the time it's a perfectly normal function the way we get rid of those dead red blood cells is they get put into our poo essentially where in that process that happens i couldn't tell you another episode maybe but that's basically where it ends up and that's why your poo is brown for the same reason that iron rusts and is brown when it rusts that's why your poo is brown but anyway enough about your poo being brown so from the large intestine which absorbs all the water it goes into the colon which removes the rest of the water the rectum stores the poo and then the anus which is the opening of the rectum and a sphincter importantly when it opens, out comes the poo, which essentially marks the end of the digestion process. The digestion process. There we go. But I'm not done talking about sphincters. So I'm going to make the case for the mouth being a sphincter. I think in all, for all intents and purposes, it is a sphincter. But there's another two sphincters that I can mention that I think are pretty cool. So your eyelids. When you think, when you think about it, okay. So imagine, imagine somebody shot you in the face with a rifle through one eye and then through the other eye to the point whereby you could see through somebody's head so let's say their eyes are open and we drill holes through their eyeballs and out the back of their head so you can essentially look out the back of someone's head by looking through their face through the holes 
where their eyes used to be. Now look at the eyes, the eyelids opening and closing. Okay, that's contraction and expansion. That's essentially a sphincter. Okay, but your eyeball itself has a sphincter in it. It has a, a little muscle built into the fabric of the eyeball itself, which opens and closes. So you'll have seen in movies when somebody is found unconscious, the paramedic will shine a light in their eyes. Now they're looking to see if your light, if your they're looking to see if your eyes dilate. And what your eyes dilate means is your pupil, so the black part, it contracts or it should contract when you shine a light into it. So when you look at a bright light or look up at the sun, which you shouldn't do, when you look at a bright light, your pupil, that black thing, will get smaller, or at least it should. And I actually don't know why that's checked, because that's really a, a go-to thing. You find an unconscious person, you shine a light in their eyes. Medics need to know as soon as humanly possible whether or not this person's pupils will dilate. Why? I'll tell you in a sec. Fuck boys, I'm back. This is mad. So this is the Hopkins Medicine, hopkinsmedicine.org. You've seen it on television. A doctor shines a bright light into an unconscious patient's eye. Oh, I'm standing away from me, Mike. Sorry, I'll repeat that. So, you've seen it on television. A doctor shines a bright light into an unconscious patient's eye to check for brain death. If the, pupils const- if the pupil constricts, the brain is okay. Because in mammals, the brain controls the pupil. Okay, now, if the pupil constricts, I'm sure the brain mightn't be okay. I, I take that with a fucking dose of salt. But basically what they're checking to see is is this person in a coma, okay? It has something fucking catastrophically gone wrong here. Um, and look, more on that in another episode. But essentially what closes the pupil, what restricts the opening size of the pupil, that's essentially a sphincter because it's a circular muscle that opens and contracts, which is fucking mad. And on that note, I'll chat in the next one. <laughs>